Well, uh, one of my favorite memories growing up uh, was going to Blockbuster and picking out a movie. Does anybody remember that? All right, all right. Uh, weekends were my favorite because that's when I was allowed to watch TV. Uh, so Fridays, I'd come home uh, and I'd beg my parents, please, please take us to Blockbuster uh, to pick out a movie. I was tired of watching those little VHS movies that they had recorded on cable. I wanted a commercial-free, come on somebody, Blockbuster movie. Uh, if you've ever been to Growth Track, you'll know that one of my favorite movies growing up and still to this day is The Parent Trap. Lindsay Lohan version, of course. Uh, but it's a nostalgic movie for me uh, because summers were spent with my grandparents in New Orleans. And every single day, uh, I'd go bowling with my grandfather. We'd come back home, and one of the movies we'd watch was The Parent Trap. Uh, another movie we'd watch together was The Karate Kid, not the Jaden Smith version, but one of the original versions with Mr. Uh, Miyagi and Daniel LaRusso. It's nostalgic. Uh, you may or may not be able to relate to this. If you can, just holler at me. Uh, there's nothing like going to a blockbuster store and renting a Tyler Perry movie or stage <laughs> play. Nothing like it. But you want to know the saddest thing about this core memory for me? The saddest thing is knowing that my kids will never get to experience the feeling of going to Blockbuster and picking out a movie. Uh, but if we look at the history of market-dominating products, we'll see a common trend. We'll see an uh, invention or creation captivate the market only later to fade away or for another invention to take place. Take, for instance, Blockbuster. Blockbuster at one time was a powerhouse within the rental industry. At its peak, it had thousands of stores worldwide offering an array of, of movies. And then this little company called Netflix comes on the scene. And I, I really don't want to talk about them right now because they got me a little uh, heated because of this little one house thing. I got to text my mom for the cold, but we're going to move on. Uh, now, basically, Blockbuster is extinct, only a distant memory, and Netflix holds the reins within the movie industry. But I think there's a few things that we can learn from the rise and fall of Blockbuster. One thing that we can understand is the fickleness of human achievements. I don't care how great, how successful, how influential your product or your company or people may be, there is always room for disruption. And in Colossians chapter 1, Paul, who is the author, talks about the supremacy of God. Uh, one thing that we can understand from Colossians 1 is that God has always been God. There's never been a moment in time where God was not God. Even the attributes that make God who he is has always been the supreme way of living. Whether we've lived by it or not, it has always been right. What I love about God is that he is not subject to the fluctuations and the uncertainty of the market. And if you're looking for some evidence of why you should make God supreme in your life, uh, look no further. All you have to do is look around. Uh, observe the world that you're living in, and that should give you enough evidence of why God should be 
supreme in your life. Matter of fact, let the world's uncertainty serve as our reminder for our need for God's supremacy. Let it be a reminder that we are in need of a higher power to lead, to guide, and to sustain us. Let it serve as a reminder of our need to put our faith and trust in someone who has ultimate authority. When you look at people who have had authority in your life, if they have not already, they will eventually fade away. Take, for instance, when you were in grade school, you went from grade to grade to grade, therefore changing teacher to teacher to teacher. If you look at our politicians, they're only with us for a certain amount of time. If you uh, look at your parents, even the Bible says that there's going to come a moment in your life where you're going to have to leave your mother and your father. And, oh, my God, relationships. If they don't text you back within 10 minutes, you've already moved on. (laughs) We are in desperate need. For some consistency in our lives. And I'm reminded of the story of Moses. Most of us know Moses as the one who led the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land. But we fail to remember that Moses never actually stepped foot into the promised land. God gave him a glimpse, but he didn't get the experience. The moment that excluded Moses from the experience was when the children of Israel were complaining about their lack of water. God tells Moses to speak to the rock and let the water flow out, but instead Moses hits the rock and the water flows out. And you may be wondering what difference does it make whether he hits the rock or speaks to the rock, the water still flowed out. What if God was trying to use this moment to teach the children of Israel what it looks like to trust in him? And instead of them having the perception that trusting in God looks like following his voice, they now have the perception that trusting in God means doing things in your own strength. In this moment, instead of the focus being on God's power, Moses took that and put the focus on his power. Could this be why the world has chosen not to make God supreme in their life because we as the church have given poor models of what it looks like to trust God? Can you identify as Moses in this sermon, in this scripture? Uh, He's delivered you and freed you from a place, from a people. He's uh, brought you to a place of solitude where you can get some clarity, where he can give you a mission and a vision to go back and free some people and bring them to the wilderness and to the promised land. But instead of us using this moment to teach people in the wilderness what it looks like to follow the voice of God, we've taught them how to hit the rock instead of speak to the rock. Therefore, causing them to be in the wilderness for 40 years. When it should have taken only 11 days. Imagine the energy that it takes for Moses to hit this rock for water to come out. As opposed to him speaking the rock and water flowing out. It takes energy to disobey God. It costs time to sin. With that cost comes consequences. We find ourselves acting like like children, acting like children. Uh, God is trying to hold our hands as we cross 
the street, but we're saying, hey, Dad, I got this. Don't worry about it. I want to cross the street myself. But we keep crossing the street without looking both ways. Not making God supreme in your life has consequences. What are some things in your life that God is trying to get you to speak to? I believe that he's trying to get you to speak to those dead things in your life. I believe he's trying to get you to speak to your anxiety, to speak to your sickness, to speak to the people in your family, to speak to the people on your job, to speak to those things as if they already are. But we've forgotten the power and the word of God, but I've come to remind you on this morning that there is still power in the word of God. The word of God is still speaking. The word of God is still breathing. The word of God is still active. The word of God is still wisdom. The word of God is still supreme. Why? Because it existed before we ever existed. Let me give you a Bible for that. In John it says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. In Colossians 1.15 it says, the son who we know as the word of God. God is the image of the invisible God. He, in him all things were created, the things of the heavens, the things of the earth, the visible, the invisible, the authorities, the powers, the rulers, all of it was made through him and for him. He's the creator of it all. If you look at the richest contractors in the world, they all had a moment where they built everything themselves. But that's not what made them rich. What made them rich was teaching and empowering other people to build on their behalf. So even though they may not physically be building right now, it's only because of them that things are being built. What makes God supreme is even if we find ourselves inventing and creating here on earth, none of it would, have, would not have happened if it wasn't first for God creating. He's the creator of it all. Colossians 1.18 says, and he is the head of the body, the church. The verse establishes God's supremacy. The, third the term head implies his authority, leadership, and preeminence over the community of believers. Just as the head directs and governs the functions of the body, Jesus guides and oversees the church. Goes on to say, he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. The phrase signifies that Jesus is the starting point and the first to be raised from the dead as it pertains to resurrection from our sins. It highlights his victory over death and his role as the pioneer of the resurrection. Jesus' resurrection holds great significance for believers because it provides assurance of eternal life and a new beginning through faith in him. Goes on to say, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. This explains the purpose behind Jesus' role as the head of the church and the firstborn from the dead. It states that Jesus is to have the highest rank. It states that Jesus is to have the highest authority and preeminence in all things. His supremacy is comprehensive, extending to every aspect of life and creation. We have to understand that God is not just simply supreme over your life, but God is supreme even over the church. Yes, we have pastors. Yes, we have leaders. Yes, we have a staff. Yes, we have a core team. Yes, 
We have volunteers. Yes, we have members, but they are not the end all and be all for what happens in this church. Yes, we have plans. Yes, we have things in place. Yes, we have systems. Yes, we have strategies. Yes, we have a PCO that's telling me I have a few minutes left of this sermon. But if it does not align with the word of God, it will not and should not happen. Why? Because God is supreme. I think once we understand this to be true in our life, it will serve as a guard around our hearts from being hurt by the church. I think we're in a global pandemic and have been for years as it pertains to the global church. Uh, and it's the idolization of man. We see once man falls, once a pastor falls, once a leader falls, once a public figure falls, we see people's faith begin to fall. What that tells me and tells us as a church is that as a church we have fostered moments for people to put their faith and receive salvation from man instead of fostering moments for people to put their faith and receive salvation from God. And if you're waiting on man to save you, keep on waiting because we do not hold the power that is capable for saving humanity. In fact, God is the only one that can save humanity because he's the only one that does not need to be saved. Why are we waiting for people to save us that them themselves need to be saved. Keep on, keep on waiting. So we find ourselves putting our faith in man, putting our faith in things that will bear us no fruit. That's why Jesus is the perfect salvation or sacrifice because he is salvation. And at the end of this message, we're going to give you the opportunity to make God supreme in your life. We call it Lord of your life. Lord means uh, master or control. Who has that title in your life? When you come to a crossroads, do you go to people or do you go to God first? Who is Lord over your life? Uh, the word Lord in the Greek means uh, kyrios means to strengthen or to prevail. Uh, making God supreme in your life is not a micromanagement relationship. Uh, making God supreme and Lord in your life is there so you can be strengthened to prevail in this race. Men's guidance can sometimes make you weak. Men's guidance can sometimes fail you. I remember early uh, in college, and when you hear this story, you'll know what kind of college I went to. Uh, but uh, early in college, there was this girl that I, uh, I'm stuttering, see, <laughs> get me all emotional. Uh, there was this girl that I was really interested in, uh, and I was like, man, I, I really want to ask her out. I'm going to shoot my shot, but I don't want to mess this up. Uh, so I uh, went and uh, sought wise counsel because I did not want to mess this up. I'm going to pause right there. If you're trying to get dating advice, do not go uh, to someone who has been out of the game for some years. Uh, go to someone who is still in the game and is successful or go to someone who's been out of the game for a little bit because they're in a happy marriage. Uh, but let's just say 
uh, the person that I went to uh, had been happily married for some years and years and years. Um, and so I was like, hey, how do I stand out? There's a lot of guys after this girl, how do I stand out? And he was like, you know what? You stand out by, you, you should just text her a scripture. Keep God in it. Let's just say I'm still single. <laughs> Man's guidance can lead you astray. But if you're looking for evidence of God's supremacy in your life, look no further. Because the fact that you are breathing is evidence of God's supremacy in your life. Uh, some of you, no one in your generation has stepped foot in a church, never entertained the idea of making God Lord in your life. But the fact that you are sitting here right now is evidence that God is supreme. If you need more evidence, God healed or Jesus healed the sick in Mark 2, 1 through 12. He raised the dead in John eleven thirty eight through 44. He cast out demons in Mark 5, 1 through 20 and in Luke 8, 26 through 39. He healed the blind in Mark 10, 46 through 52. He healed the deaf and mute in Mark 7, 31 through 37 and you want to know the good news about this the good news is that he is still doing it today the band can go ahead and come up he's still healing today he's still regulating minds today he's still working and acting on today if he's active in your life can you go ahead and show some signs show some evidence that God has been Lord in your life come on if he's never done anything for you you can sit there and be quiet but if he's made a way out of nowhere why don't you show some sign and say God has been supreme in my life and as we stand all over this building in the New Testament Pharisees would try to challenge Jesus' supremacy even after the evidence was given. Hear me, they, they weren't reading about Jesus' miracles. They weren't observing these miracles. They were seeing this for their own eyes. But because Jesus was healing uh, and uh, doing miracles on the wrong days, they tried to discredit God's supremacy. But no one and nothing can ever discredit God's supremacy. God is supreme. He's still supreme today. He's supreme in the morning. He's supreme in the afternoon. He's supreme when I'm up. He's supreme when I'm down. He's supreme in my doubts. He's supreme when I've got trouble all around. He's supreme in the valley. He's supreme on the mountaintops. And I'm so glad that through the winds and the waves, God stayed seated on his throne looking for us to look to the hills from which cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. Somebody shout Jesus in this place. Somebody shout Jesus in this place. Somebody shout Jesus in this. Jesus is my help. Jesus is my strong tower. Jesus is my salvation. Jesus is supreme every single day of my life in the morning. He's supreme in the noonday. He's supreme. He's brought me out. He's allowed me to see things that I never thought I would see. He's allowed me to walk into things that I never thought I'd walk into. Nobody can do it but God. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, 
I told you in the beginning that I was going to give you the opportunity to make God supreme in your life. And maybe you're worried. You're like, I'm not ready. <laughs> I didn't come here to make any decisions. I just came here because my friend invited me. I think, honestly, that's how a lot of us came to this faith. They took the mission of the church very seriously. They took the mission of a house that the lost are found very seriously. They took the scripture, Matthew 28, to go reach, teach, and make disciples very seriously. And they loved you so much that they brought you to the house. So I know you weren't expecting to make a decision, but with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you the opportunity to make God supreme, to make God Lord over your life. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. He died for you. He was born of a virgin, Mary walk this earth perform miracles people saw it with their own eyes we have the opportunity of, of reading this and not only reading it but seeing it he died a gruesome death on the cross for you and for me but he did not stay on the cross he did not stay in death but he rose on the third day for you and for me so I'm not going to count if you want to make God supreme of your life for the first time go ahead and raise your hand is there anyone that says I want to make Lord of my life today go ahead and slip a hand don't don't look around go ahead and slip a hand if you want to make Jesus Lord of your life I see a hand right here this is the best decision that you've ever made. There's no turning back. This is the day of revival. And maybe you're in here, everybody can go ahead and lift their hands. Maybe you're in here and you're saying, hey, I've given my life to Christ, but I've had some days where I put my trust in man instead of putting my trust in God. If there's, if there's someone in here that's like, I need to rededicate my life. I need to rededicate my life day after day after day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I need to rededicate my life. So God, we stand here in adoration and all of who you are in our life and all of your supremacy in our life and we say God never let a day go by where we forsake your goodness where we forsake your supremacy in your life but right here right now at 9 at 10 43 on June 11th we say God have your way in and throughout our lives and as we go back into the song I want you to give it your all to let God know that you are supreme and honored in my life come on and lift your voice